0: Welcome to the Doctor Dad's podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness. Bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Doctor Dad's. Doctor David Wardy, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm good, brother. How are you? Good. I tell you what, I mean, the guests that we had or have on today is just going to blow people's socks off when it comes to understanding more about parent essential oils. And so I know both you and I are super excited to have uh, Brian Peskin here. Um, and you've you've more recently got a chance to get to know his work. So uh, yeah, how, how are you doing with what you've had um, so far?
0: Buddy, it's right up our alley. I mean, we're constantly educating people on the importance of cellular health and membrane potential and what all that means. And And getting the right sources of everything. And this guy is really doing amazing, amazing work because his message needs to be heard. And I'm so excited for people to just hear it because it's going to really turn some people upside down and disrupt their thinking, which is very, very needed for this particular topic. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man.
1: Awesome. Well, let me give you a little intro, uh, intro to this gentleman, everybody. So his name is Brian Peskin. He's the author of a, a number of books. Uh, one of the ones that we're going to be talking a lot about is called The PEO Solution, but he also wrote The 24-Hour Diet, The Hidden Story of Cancer. There's so much to cellular health and cellular membranes that are, it's just not talked about in the health field, and, and we weren't trained on as physicians either. So uh, He's a world, uh, world-leading scientist specializing in parent essential fatty acids, termed PEOs and their direct relationship to cardiovascular disease, cancer, and wound care, both traumatic and chronic. While advancing the scientific understanding of the role of essential fatty acids in the body's metabolic pathways, he has also advanced the discoveries of Nobel Prize winner Otto Warburg, MD, PhD. And and his work is all about understanding how oxygen uh, creates health or disease in the body when it's it's, uh, not there. So um, he's going to dive into that more. So Brian Peskin, thank you so much for being on the call today.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you.
1: So, you know, we started a a call yesterday with uh, you being on the Health Ignited podcast, and we dove a ton into some of the background uh, of how you got into this. But what we would like for you to do is just, I mean, you're so good at delivering information. Like you said, it's like feeding someone with a fire hose. So (laughs) give us a little background into, you know, essential oils and how we got this whole message completely backwards.
2: Well, sure. I started looking at cell membrane. And you have a hundred trillion cells. So everything is the membrane. The membrane is actually the intelligence of the cell. If you rip out the cell membrane, it lasts a few days. If you rip out the cell nucleus, it lasts for months. So the membrane is the guts and the intelligence of the cell. Everything goes back and forth through it, can also disassociate oxygen. So it's not just oxygen that goes back and forth. And the biggest thing I discovered was. Every cell in your body, the 100 trillion cells, 25 to 33% are made of the brick and mortar parent essential oils, parent omega 6, parent omega 3. And they're called essential because your body can't make them. They have to come from food. So they can come from a steak, they can come from vegetables, they can come from seeds and nuts, and they can come from a lot of places. The problem today is we're getting them adulterated. And the biggest problem is the fast food processors. So what they do is they adulterate the parent omega-6 side. They don't touch the omega-3 because that's never used for cooking. For example, you never cook with flax oil. So you always cook with sunflower oil, safflower oil, something like that. That's high in omega-6 or omega-9. But the omega-9 is not essential. The only two essentials are parent omega-6, parent omega-3. So the reason I have to process it or adulterate it is so the oxygen transfer stops. Reason for this, if you walk through the fish area in the supermarket and you smell it, there'll always typically be a smell unless they are using chemical Clorox or something. And that's the oils in the fish going rancid. So you can imagine if it's going rancid at iced room temperature, which is pretty cold, you know, 40, 35 degrees, imagine what it's doing in your body at 98.6. So to get long shelf life and to have long use of the oils like in frying, They don't wanna change that fast food fryer every few days or every week. They wanna keep it for a month. So they use extenders, they hydrogenate it, that's the old margarine. They use interesterified oils, that's adulterating the heck out of it too. And that elevates blood glucose, by the way. So anybody eating in a fast food restaurant, what they've replaced trans fats with is something called interesterified. They raise the blood glucose level of all the diabetics. So you are becoming worse the more adulterated oils you eat. So the average tissue is about 4 to 1, parent omega-6 to parent omega-3. It's always more on the omega-6 side. The muscles, which is 50% of your body, is about 6.5 to 1, parent omega-6, parent omega-3. Fat stores are about 22 to 1, of parent omega-6 to omega-3. So if you're starving, your body wants to make sure you have the good oils, the parent omega-6, because it fuels everything and it'll tell you more about it in a little bit. And when you average it out, it's about 11 to 1. So anybody telling you we're getting overdosed on omega-6 and not enough omega-3 needs to get their tail into a medical library like I did at MD Anderson Cancer Center, 300,000 medical volumes. And they let me spend years in there. They were very nice. One of the top 10 medical libraries in America. It's absolutely fantastic. I actually have my hand on an 1850 copy of the Lancet. So 11 to 1, and the one adjective everybody miss is adulterated. All of the omega-6 is processed unless it's organic, and it is non-functional. So imagine 100 trillion cells, and the membrane doesn't work well. It acts like a plastic when you undergo trans fats or interesterified fats. So imagine what would go through a hunk of plastic. Do you think insulin would go into the cell easily? No. None of your hormones do. It bounces off. Gee, maybe that has something to do with insulin resistance. It's a big epidemic. Uh, cancer. Oxygen goes through, but more so, oxygen will disassociate in the cell membrane and go into the tissue too. So Dr. Warburg, PhD, MD, greatest physiologist, 20th century, conclusively showed lack of cellular oxygen, not the bloodstream. Everybody has fine blood oxygen in the bloodstream unless they have a chronic chronic you know, disease or illness, lack of consistent cellular oxygen is the cause of cancer. And he discovered that, and it was proved in 1953 and 1955 in America, he was German, with American scientists, they starved heart tissue of oxygen intermittently. And then they gave the control, the oxygen all the time. No cancer in the oxygenated side, 100% cancer in the other side. And they did this over about two years. So it's intermittent. And cancer can be any place in the body, but Otto Warburg had the prime cause of cancer, lack of cellular oxygenation. So there's hundreds of secondary causes. Asbestos. What's that do? Inflammation. Inflammation grabs oxygen. So it creates an oxygen deficiency. So everything goes back to that. What is a poison? It's called a respiratory enzyme poison. It shuts down the mitochondrial energy and you die. So everything is tied to cellular oxygen, cellular health. And for example, the parent omega-6, parent omega-3 are the brick and mortar. All of my skin, 100% parent omega-6. The inner line of my arteries, called the intima, there's thousands of miles of arteries, 100% parent omega all my capillaries in my brain, hundreds of millions, parent omega-6. Capillaries in the brain, that's where all the nutrient transfer takes place and the oxygen transfer takes place. Gee, we have an epidemic of Alzheimer's. We never used to, completely coinciding with the processed food, the oils. So the oils are everything. When you look at everything, I'm a life system scientist, engineer, and Everything is not on the same level. Some things are critically important like the cell membrane. Other things are much less important. So everything you have to go most important to least important, it is not everything is on the same level and throw the kitchen sink at a solution and try a little of everything with 50 different things hoping like, heck, I get it right. No, a couple of the things are foundation, but if you don't have that cell membrane working, the cell doesn't work. You have 100 trillion defective problems and no modality you're giving your patients will be maximized. So we'll, we'll talk about some of the things that we have the parents and they make derivatives. So the parents are the brick and mortar, like I said, your skin, the actual tissue, four to one in an organ, like your heart, your liver, your kidneys, six and a half to one in all the muscles. And then they make what's called derivatives and derivatives make prostaglandins, which are cellular hormones, incredibly important in anti-inflammation and increasing blood flow. That's PGE-1, the omega-6 side. The body's number one anti-inflammatory. It's enormous. That's why it's number one in the scale. On the other side of parent omega-6 too, the derivatives. Derivative just means it's made from the parent, and you have enzymatic pathways to do it. Some can be impaired if you're diseased. I'll talk about that in a minute. But for most people, it works well enough, and they make the derivatives just fine. P- PGI2 is called prostacyclin, and that is huge. It makes it where the platelets cannot stick together, so it keeps the charges where they're apart, like two poles of a magnet being the same. Put two pluses together, it pushes it apart. Or it can't stick to the inside of the artery. Oil, so I have my blood flowing going through the artery. It can't stick. So if I can't stick, I don't get an occlusion, I don't get a thrombosis, I don't get a buildup. I oxygenate with cellular oxygen from the omega-6 side. Dr. Campbell showed that in 1976, huge oxygen. When you look at the partial pressures of hemoglobin disassociation and the cell membrane disassociation of the oxygen in the omega-6 is the same. So it transfers the same way. And that was a big discovery. Nobody talks about this, but everybody knows I want cellular oxygen, especially you with cellular detox and everything is the cell membrane with Dr. Papa's program. And it's not talked about enough. And if you don't have this, if you don't have the delivery system, which is the blood flow, it's a vasodilator, it's a natural blood thinner. This is all the omega-6 side. The omega-3 side, there's virtually nothing. It is very, very weak. Now, you need some of it. Like I said, the average organ is four to one. So four parts parent omega-6, one part omega-3, it's in there. But your body will make it if you get the parents. And you can get the parents from eating steak or eating seafood. Um, DHA EPA doesn't exist on the earth. That has to come from a marine based animal. And I don't care what the heck it is. It can be a green mussel, it can be a squid, it can be an octopus, it can be krill, it, fish, doesn't matter. But it's antifreeze for a fish. I want your listeners to really understand that. Fish oil is antifreeze for a fish because if I have a fish in cold water, if I threw you in cold water, you die of hypothermia and you turn into close to an ice cube if it was cold enough. So nature only has two choices either alcohol, or what's called long-chain fatty acids. That's the derivatives of these parents. If you put vodka in the freezer, it doesn't freeze into an ice cube. Water will, but vodka won't. So you can have alcohol, but you have a drunk fish, so it doesn't work. So you have long-chain fatty acids. They won't refrigerate, or they'll refrigerate, but they won't turn into an ice cube either. So nature does the long-chain, and the biggest thing, Dr. Rowan showed me this, who's a raw foods vegan, big oxygen man, expert in ozone said, Brian, you won't believe what I, I I just discovered. A warm water fish living at 70 degrees compared with a cold water fish living at 30 degrees, 14 times less, 14 times less DHA EPA, which means it needs less antifreeze. What are we doing? We're taking a super pharmacologic overdose of EPA DHA from the fish into a human at 98.6. This stuff goes rancid at room temperature. That's why you smell the bad... Oils oxidizing and turning rancid in the supermarket. Never mind 98.6, it uses up all your antioxidants, and there's no antioxidants left for where they're supposed to be. So it's a major problem with this fish oil. Please, anybody taking it, bring it back, get your money back, or throw it down the sewer where it belongs. I get email after email of people that have been put on high dose fish oil, and the minute they get off of it, it's my goodness, I forgot how good is supposed to be. So I just had one yesterday. Twenty-five years high dose fish oil. Said I couldn't believe how good I was after one month. She's probably in her 60s, 70s. And she hasn't started taking the parent essential oils yet. She'll go through the roof. But for example, like I told you, skin is all parent omega 6. Fish oil cannot make your skin smoother because there's none in there. So I'm constrained in a in a straitjacket. I'm a theoretical physiologist but it can't be everything. I'm talking to you, so I can't be talking to somebody else in the other room. I can do, you know, I, everything doesn't exist. And magic, witchcraft, hopeful thinking. No, there has to be a metabolic pathway. So all the listeners, please get used to asking your, your healthcare professional, tell me the metabolic pathway of this. If they're telling you something you don't understand, like with fish oil, I ask people this. I get a glazed look because there aren't any. All it does is they say it competes with the omega-6, and we all know omega-6 is bad because we're getting overdosed. Well, an article just came out a couple years ago, Journal of Biological Chemistry, and it said if you're taking fish oil, it destroys the mitochondria, which is where the energy is made. In the inner layer, it's called cardiolipin. It's all parent omega-6. You don't get the energy in the cardiac enzymes, which means you can't have your heart go boom. Boom. That's called congestive heart failure. You die of a heart attack. It's not a heart attack from a clog. It's a heart attack because your heart can't pump anymore. So that is causing it. I didn't see anybody pick that up. Now, it won't hit the medical journals like JAMA, New England Journal of Medicine, Lancet, because it's a hardcore science physiologic thing, Journal of Biological Chemistry. No clinical physician is reading such a thing. But I read the normal ones for the physicians, and then i really spend all my time in the hard science ones but nobody picks up on this just like you said doc a little while ago it's not getting publicized so the parent oils are critical absolutely critical for parents the brick and mortar and all the derivatives pge1 pgi2 there's more but those are the top two so like i said everything is not in the same level of importance those two are up here fish oil is on the floor and all the other omega-6 ones are here. Now, some prostaglandins you want for inflammation and others, non-inflammation. Why the heck would I want inflammation? Because chronic inflammation is the cause of everything. Well, if I take a knife and I cut the heck out of my hand, it better be inflamed so it bleeds like heck and it stops bleeding. The inflammation tells your body, get to work and heal me. So it's supposed to be a short phase of inflammation, not chronic inflammation. Another paper just came out, and it told of how the cell can actually sense unadulterated oil in it. It's a thermodynamic issue. It's conformalness and the size of it on a microscopic level, of course, but it can tell it's wrong and it emits chronic inflammation. So if you're getting adulterated oils, which everybody listening is, unless you're on a 100% organic diet, you can run the risk of chronic inflammation in every cell of your body so that can be stopped but you need to know this information so that's a good little background of uh summary i know there's a lot there but that that's that's enough of a foundation to start talking about details now
1: mm-hmm. go ahead david
0: i wish i had that that little like explosion sound effect to give off right now because people's and- heads are like exploding as you're talking right <laughs> i remember i want to say it was maybe five six years ago i came across some of this research showing how bad fish oil was and how it oxidizes and some stuff and i switched over to these plant based uh, essential oils a while back and i remember telling and educating a lot of my patients about look fish oil is not good we need to switch over you know just skip the middleman let's go to the source these are the sources that it needs to be from to build healthy cells and I remember people just giving me that deer-in-the-headlights look like, what are you talking about? Because yeah. everybody, the whole world has said that fish oil is like the holy grail to our health. I don't how, did, know. how did this get so upside down?
2: Sure. Well, I was here when it started because I would go to some of the trade shows when I had the plant-based oils. And I'd see the wholesalers, like Tree of Life, selling fish oil. And I said, is this moving at all? Does anybody? No. For year after year, the answer was no. Think about where fish oil came from, spoil fish. I can't sell fish to a high class grade A restaurant if it's no good, but I can juice the darn thing and that's exactly what's going on juicing a fish so imagine where that oil is coming from there's no fish oil gland of of, of just oil <laughs> and they're juicing the whole thing and grinding the mess up filtering it adding chemicals it's not a pretty process and it is a processed food so they're selling Fish should have gone bad and then they couldn't get people to do it but my big joke is give me enough time give me enough money keep repeating it, it took them 15 years to get people to buy into this and there's a a lot of fish, you know, people that make money selling this stuff. So it became hundreds of millions. Now it's over a billion. It's supposedly the number one supplement in America. And it's horrible. But then what they do is they do a lot of studies. Now, what people need to know is studies. Supposedly a fish oil, there's 15,000. My first comment is, why on earth would you have 15,000? Should have two or three or five. Why 15,000? Simple. Because when you do a study, you have to have a probability confidence interval, and it's typically 95%, which means if I get a certain result, 95 out of 100 times with the same experiment, that result would be in the same range of probabilities, meaning it's true. It's a true result. Well, that says 5% of the time you get a result that's false, but it appears true. That's the price you pay. Why? Because you use less patients. To get to 100% or 99.9, you would need 100 times the patients, and nobody's going to spend the money on it. So it's accepted. We'll accept 5% error rate. And that means if I do 15,000 studies, 5% of 15,750, you have 750 fish oil studies out there that failed, but they appear to work. And that's the problem. So once money ties it, you are in trouble. But look in the mirror, people. If you don't see a fish looking back at you, you don't need the fish oil. I know what you're thinking, but my brain is is loaded with DHA. It is. It's 14% DHA, in fact. It's also 10% arachidonic acid, which is the parent omega-6 side. It also has a 100 to 1 ratio of parent omega-6 to parent omega-3 in the brain. There's not a lot of it, but the ratio is 100 to 1 and there was brilliant work done. National Institutes of Health, the U.S. Department of Agriculture did high-resolution chromatography and radioisotope testing. Seven point two milligrams a day is all the DHA that goes into the brain—biggest repository there is. Seven point two milligrams. The average fish oil council is a thousand milligrams. Say it's sixty percent active. A DHA EPA at six hundred milligrams. 600 divided by 15 is a factor of 40 overdose. So the average person, the average patient taking fish oil is getting 20 to 500 times supra pharmacologic overdose on a daily basis. To put it in perspective, like I said the other day, how do if you eat 100 aspirin at once? Call me in the morning and tell me how you are. Don't do it, of course. I'm being facetious, you'll be dead. You'll be bleeding to death. Aspirin is a horrible product. It, 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 it does some things short-term, but long-term, you do not want to be on it. You don't want to be taking anything like that. So no one asked how much do these vital organs, the eye and the retina, and the brain use a day. They just come up with a number of how much fish oil to take. And every study there is, oh, there just wasn't enough fish oil. Fine, you want to overdose them even more. It's like, I'll give you 15 milligrams a day instead of 7.2, I'll double it. That's all you need, and they're sitting with 600, saying it's not enough. It's beyond belief, and the results aren't there. Cochrane Reviews actually does the best reviews of clinical studies in the world. They looked at all the fish oil ones. They could only come up with like 20 that met double-blind placebo, and they said in all those, no proof fish oil did anything. Didn't stop you from dying, didn't stop heart disease, did nothing they say it does. So it's basically a con job. I'm the biggest anti-fish oil proponent, probably on the planet. I am hated by them because I'm taking money out of their pocket, of course. People don't buy it. But I ask anybody, stop taking it and see how you are. And by the way, it takes 18 weeks to get the fish oil out of your cells. So if you stop cold, 18 weeks, which is four and a half months, to rid yourself of the fish oil in the cells, you're not optimized. You're just getting it gone. But that, that's, that's a chunk of time. But luckily, it's not years. So America is overdosed on this stuff. I've done analyses of looking at the highest fish oil-consuming countries. They have wicked high cancer rates. In the 70s, they looked at Norway with all the women eating fish oil, three times the melanoma, the worst skin cancer you can get, compared with the non-fish oil people. They hushed this up. It was one of the best studies ever done. Went through the cancer registry. They monitored everybody for years three-fold increase in skin cancer from the fish oil. And it's because, like I told you, parent omega-6 is in the skin. It's a big problem today. Dermatologists don't have a clue. Sunscreen won't help you in the least. Parent omega-6, 100% of the skin. I overdose on fish oil. What happens with it? It gets wrongly shoved into every tissue in your body. Your body can't just oxidize and burn it up like it can other things. It goes into the cell. Remember, it oxidizes. It goes rancid at room temperature, 70 degrees. 98.6, and I put the sun on it, you're gone. So it has nothing to do with UVA or UVB rays with sunblock. It's strictly heat on the darn skin. That's why you get skin cancer in an area that's even covered, because the heat doesn't matter. So it's a tragic state of affairs, and it's become the number one nutritional supplement in the world. Because a couple of reasons. People get paid to do research. A lot of people don't understand this. If I'm a a university professor and I do research, somebody's got to pay me. It's not the university. I need grant money or I need money from a company to do this. Let me tell you, if I give you a million dollars and say, hey, we're doing a fish oil study, it better damn well work or you're never getting another penny. So it's corrupt. It really is. Science is as corrupt as everything else. Most of the medical journal articles today aren't worth the paper they're printed on. Uh, Dr. Appel, New England Journal of Medicine quit because she said there were so many rotten studies and we had no choice because there weren't any good ones so we have to publish the garbage ones. She ended up quitting because she couldn't take it. This is the state of America. And I know people go, well, that's pretty bleak. Well, it's your health and if you don't learn this stuff on your own, like listening to something like this or hopefully reading one of my books where I give you all the science and I give you the quotes and the medical journals or the medical textbook. Where it came from, you need to make the material yours. It's only eight or 10 hours to learn this. You know more about the car than you know more about yourself. And it's, 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 it's easy. But once you get this, you got to start the cell membrane, and then everything expands from there. But the fish oil thing, number one supplement in America, it, it, it's got to be right up there in the world. My joke is when I lecture abroad, America ruins the world in, in, in health. And I'm sorry, we do. I don't know why people look to us. We're sicker than heck. Um, Most orthodox MDs don't know functional medicine. They don't know cause effect. Uh, You know, they're they're used to giving a drug, which is a symptom. It's not functional medicine. So I look at the etiology of it. I want cause and effect. I'm an engineer. I have no use for epidemiology. Epidemiologists are like people at Harvard. They look at big numbers and make comments on it. Well, that's like saying an epidemiologist, you wake up in the morning at 6 a.m. and the sun's arising. So what an epidemiologist would say, Dr. Rick's arising, caused the sun to come up. Well, you could do an experiment with that. Have you get up at eight o'clock, the sun's already there, nine o'clock, the sun's already there, 5 a.m., the sun's already there. So that epidemiology stuff is typically garbage. And I am a cause effect engineer guy. So I'm a systems guy. So Input is the food, the system is you, the output is how fat are you and how sick are you. Very simple. And we're an incredible machine. I'm always amazed at how good we are, because like a Ferrari, if you put water in it, it's going to die within 10 minutes, not going to run. And a human being could be on the wrong fuel, like the adulterated oils, for decades. Now, of course, we get sicker and sicker and sicker, but we don't die right away.
1: It's such powerful information. The reality is, is that it's, you need to do this for all aspects of health. This isn't just about skin, brain, liver. I mean, this is ubiquitous. This is how every single cell yes. in the body is made. Uh, can you dive in a little bit more to Alzheimer's? Like, I mean, it's, it's projected to be everyone's developing some form of it. Obviously, this is yes. a big part of the problem. But if you could talk about the, the placking that shows up as a result of sure. the, maybe the rancid fats and go from there.
2: Sure. Well, uh, middle of last year, I went to a conference, Methodist Hospital on Alzheimer's. And that was the title of it. Alzheimer's, is it a cardiovascular disease? Because what are they telling you? Alzheimer's is beta amyloid plaque. And they keep trying to get rid of it. And they've had 25 years of billions and billions of dollars of failure. They've gotten nowhere. There's no drug to do anything for Alzheimer's. At best, they can say we slow the progression where you're going to end up dying because you can't do anything with a drug. So there's nothing that can reverse it. By the way, these oils will reverse cardiovascular disease. Dr. Weiss, in 1981, German physician, the PGE-1 actually reverses occlusions. And we know this from doing... different studies with people, nothing published because we didn't, we, we didn't care about that. We just wanted to see, is it doing it? So you get ultrasound or something and yeah, you know, the, the clinicians are absolutely shocked. So it does reverse existing heart disease. Statins won't do that, by the way. There's no drug that does that. It's a PGE1. So back to the Alzheimer's dementia, it's not the beta amyloid. Beta amyloids is a protein and the cell membrane is half fat, half protein. Well, what happens when you don't have the integrity of the cell membrane, you get a leaky membrane. So that's leaky gut, for example, because your entire digestive system is parent omega-6 too. No one talks about that. They talk probiotics, but they don't tell you what. (laughs) It's just like the artery, the intima, the artery. It's all the parent omega-6. It's ubiquitous. It's epithelial tissue. So it's on the outside. So that tells you how strong the parent omega-6 is because it's used everywhere. So what's happening in the brain is the cell is leaking, it's opening up, and the protein is spilling out. That's all there is to it. Now, it is a cardiovascular disease. Most of the physicians there did agree. They couldn't tell you why. Uh, Not one of them knew the capillaries are all parent omega-6. I talked to numerous people. They're all there because they have grants, and they're looking at Alzheimer's, and I would tell them some of what I'm telling you, and they were in awe but they couldn't do a darn thing about it because they're getting a grant to look over here. So everybody has to understand researchers get grants to do a very specific detailed thing. They're not allowed to look over here and go, gee, if we change something, no, I get the grant money to do this and I'm only doing this and that's it. So that's why very little gets done with all this research. You go, what have you accomplished with writing 500 papers? And the answer is nothing. I mean, I see this all the time with these supposedly big-name scientists. What have you accomplished? What have you done? Nothing. Um, it's just generating studies, and more research is needed, which means more money do I need, and nothing is accomplished. So the whole thing in the brain is the capillaries, which is all 100% parent omega hundreds of millions of capillaries, and that's where the nutrition goes, and that's where the oxygen transfer goes. And Otto Warburg, you know, was big on the oxygenation. So if you have a clogged artery, now these capillaries are so small, you're not going to see them on any scan. I mean, you need an electron microscope or something to see the darn thing. They're not showing up on scans. They're that small because you have hundreds of millions of them. They're guessing it's as low as hundreds of millions. There could be closer to a billion. But at least hundreds of millions, and just imagine a 100 million vessels that are clogged. And what's clogging it, by the way, in an occlusion in a clogged artery, it's the adulterated parent omega-6. Very few people ask that. There's no saturated fat in a clogged artery. Zero. When I first saw this with high-resolution chromatography, I thought, okay, they're saying it's zero, but maybe the machine can only go to the closest 30%. So it's 29% but they have to say it's zero instead of being over it. No, 0.1%. So when I say it's zero, it's zero. This is done multiple times in a clogged artery. It's about 85% adulterated omega 6 Now there's cholesterol in there too. Cholesterol is a healer. So what cholesterol does, because I just mentioned it, it transports the omega oils. So here's the cholesterol molecule is what it's called. Cholesterol is a big thing. But all you need to know about it is the oils are magnetized to it, like a magnet. The parent omega-6, parent omega-3, few derivatives too, but mainly the 6 and the 3. And that's how it's transported in the bloodstream. They're not just floating around the bloodstream. So cholesterol is in every cell in your body, and hormones are critically tied to it. And they're also critically tied to the peos that go along with it because it's called esterified cholesterol so if the cholesterol has the oils attached to it it's called free or if it's not attached it's free cholesterol which is kind of rare If it has the oils to it it's called esterified cholesterol it just means the waters out of it it's a big word we just think it's magnetized and all the steroidal hormones like testosterone progesterone all the ones are steroidal based And they are tied to the functionality of the parent omega-6 and parent omega-3. So people that are taking these oils, the older guys, their testosterone levels are just through the roof. Testosterone, by the way, is not supposed to go down. If it's going down, you typically have other problems too. But in a guy, it stays pretty constant. doesn't matter how old you are. So the people that we check that are taking the oils just, just have no problem in that area at all. And then they get the maximum cellular oxygen and your hormones just work phenomenal. So half your hormones are steroidal-based, and half of them aren't. But the steroidal ones are all tied to cholesterol. But Alzheimer's does not need to be in your future to get back to that one. Dementia, um, it's not supposed to be there. It's another one. I always look and go, how was it 30, 40 years ago? When you looked at 1920, there was 5% cancer, 5% heart disease. But Brian, they didn't know what they were back then. Like hell they didn't. They knew exactly what cancer was. They had registries in New York in 1900. They knew exactly what heart disease was because they told the inventor of the EKG in 1920, go back to Germany. We don't have heart attacks. It's only when they told people to start eating this adulterated vegetable oil, getting the adulterated, processed, parent omega-6, that all the heart disease started to come from. So again, the medical profession caused the problem because they didn't look at the physiology. And why the physiology is not taught the way I get it, because I read the same medical textbooks, I have no idea. But I know when you read a textbook like textbook of medical physiology or Schreier's biochemistry, you you may get a couple months, three months tops to go through the darn thing, maybe 10 weeks. And I took a year. So I look at it from a systems perspective aspect and most students don't get the luxury of it you just learn one little isolated thing but if you don't put it in a big picture you're in trouble and you're not going to get there so again because my background is systems i have a huge advantage and i guessed right that everything was in the cell membrane and that's like the center of the circle so it's critical that you're there but alzheimer's um i had one fellow just passed away of natural causes 94 Uh, My parents are 90, sharp as a tack. There's no short-term memory loss, no long-term memory loss, uh, just no issue at all. It's not supposed to be that way. Well, this sounds like defiant youth. What are you going to die of? You're just going to expire. You're just going to stop. But you're not supposed to have this long, drawn-out illness being a vegetable in a nursing home. And Alzheimer's is the biggest petrification of everybody today. It even beats cancer. They don't want to be a zombie, and I don't blame them. There's no excuse for it. And by the way, reading puzzles or doing puzzles like I see all these people doing won't help one bit. It's like exercise. How the heck is exercise going to solve a nutritional deficiency of getting adulterated parent omega-6? It can't. So you can't exercise your way or do puzzles your way out of a nutritional deficiency. You have to solve the deficiency. But Alzheimer's, you get these oils, I don't know how you would
0: be getting Alzheimer's. I really don't. Okay, right, professor. So me and Nick talk a lot about vital function demands of the body. And one thing because yes. I'm a chiropractor that I'm just devout in is just communication. That's what I do all day. I help people get the communication yes. back in their system. For So from a system standpoint, I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, he's literally just talking about Giving the right nutrition to the body to keep this communication system online and efficient and functional. You got it. Well, the prostaglandins
2: are the cellular communicators. You use the exact word. These are cellular hormones. They never hit the bloodstream. They're instantaneous, nearly you know, tens of thousands of a second, and they are the communicators. So you are exactly right. You have two things: the brick and mortar and the parents, and the communicators the derivatives you've hit it right in the head you get
0: both with these oils yeah and then when that communication is there then everything falls into place the way we were designed the way the system was designed right and and you're just basically speaking to that we're like so upside down on what these building blocks what need to be put in the system need to be to allow for this innate intelligence to just do its job
2: you're exactly right we're a phenomenal machine However we were created is beyond comprehension. It's not like a computer. They're not gonna have a computer simulation of us. They try, but they're insane. I went to MIT, so I was around top computer people, not even close to the way they think about it. Um, It's just an incredible machine and the abuse it can take and still function is utterly incredible. You don't realize it until you look at things the way I do with the physiology and the abuses we take. Any other, look at a computer. A fast running computer has to have constant temperature, 72 degrees. It varies by a couple of degrees. You get it out, you get it to 76, it won't work right. Quantum computing, it has to be, you know, within a tenth of a degree. So all these pieces of machinery, very tight. A car is a brilliant example of superb engineering. That goes from freezing cold to boiling hot, and it works, but it's very, very hard to do that, and we do. And then eating all the wrong food and getting all the adulterations of the chemicals, the additives, the steroid residues, the hormone residue it's just atrocious, but we still function. Of course, typically not well, but you should be able to function on five hours of sleep a night, go to bed at midnight, get up at 5 a.m., boom. You should have laser-sharp attention. So just imagine your kids getting these oils. You're a laser, and everybody else is in la-la land. The kids today, when I say kids, 20-year-old, you go to a fast food restaurant, this is to go. I want two hamburgers, a french fries, and something else. Is that for here or to go? Eight seconds, they can't remember what the heck he even told them. It's beyond. I do this everywhere, and it's ubiquitous, like you said no attention span, no processing. You can talk to them for about three sentences and that's the only concentration they have. It's tragic. This generation is tragic. And then the older people, our parents, they've been ruined too with with the food. Low fat this, process that, so we're killing them too. And... The older ones were killing with our food processing, and the younger ones the same way, and they're the first generation living shorter than their parents. I mean, you're getting kids now. Autism. I mean, never used to exist. Now, what is it, 1, one in 60 or something? It's, it's incredible. And these oils are also neurologic. Your nerves are made with these oils. So it's so foundational to everything. It's unbelievable. Almost any disease is helped to some extent, some more, some less with these oils, but you're never going to be at a solid starting base unless those cell membranes are 100% functional. And that takes about a year to get this in. So if you're not used to taking these oils, you get about a year, but it's a, it's a nice plank where it goes up. It's a nice 45 degree line going to the top of the mountain. You get better and better and better. First thing people taking the oils go, I'm not as tired. So 10 o'clock comes around. I don't need to start going to bed. 11 o'clock. And then you start getting tired and it's quick. There's very little sleep problems with these oils. You know, when I first started, I got a big physician in Scottsdale. Clint Slate, And he goes, within a month, that changed everything. And he tried all the oils. He tried fish oil. He was doing hundreds of patients a month with this. He goes, nothing worked until I came across your writing in one of the journals. And that's typically what I do. Uh, Books and journals to try and get the word out to physicians like yourself. And, you know, with these podcasts, like, you know, I appreciate you giving me the chance to tell people about this. Uh, It's just not getting out there. And these oils also dissolve the cell membrane, viral lipid membranes, any lipid enclosed virus, which is by far and large, the majority. Coronavirus, definitely. It dissolves it. So the omega-6 hits the lipid envelope, a virus is dead. It's not alive. So you can't say it's the cell membrane, but it's a lipid envelope. It dissolves the darn thing. So it starts leaking and doesn't function. And if there's enough of the omega-6, it just engulfs the whole thing and kills it. So it can't replicate. And that's the whole thing with viral loads. You need a certain density of load before it's any problem. Like right now you have pneumonia in your mouth. You know it. People listening don't. Why don't I have full-blown pneumonia in my lungs? Because my immune system's up here, and the viral load is down here. I'm not going to get sick. So you can put me in front of almost anything. I don't give a darn. I don't need a protection against it, because the oils are Mother Nature's natural protection. Remember, hundreds of years ago, there was no vaccines. There was no very little medicine. And if you had a problem, you died. die, actually, in the 1900s. You got the flu, you die. 20% of, of the population in America didn't make it to 20. They were dead by 20. The flu or other problems, you got a gunshot, there was no surgery, you know, the late 1800s. you die, you'd bleed to death. So it was a big problem. But we have natural immunity if you have the right oils. And that's why everybody with any pandemic or epidemic doesn't die off. Even the flu in 1918 killed millions of people, but it didn't kill everybody. And then you have to go, why? Why didn't it not get this guy? Oh, his genes are good. No, it's not the genes. This is called epigenetic. It has nothing to do with your genetics. That's your eye color or something. It's not this. They act like it's this because they don't look at the physiology, but it's what goes in your mouth so your body can make it and incorporate it.
1: Powerful such powerful information. I mean, I love listening to you speak Brian because you have an ability to to just bring all these ideas and concepts together so that it, you know it hits you know just it covers all the bases. They're all connected like you say. They're all connected. So- Totally is. And like you said, I, the, the whole communication piece is so important for people to understand in this system, if, in order for every cell to communicate to each other, to yes. tell cells when to turn into apoptosis, when they're, when yes. they're retired. Like that's, Absolutely. there's a role for cardiolipin there too, I think. Um, I was hoping you could talk a little bit more about um, this repair process. You said about 18 months, or sorry, 18 weeks to get the fish oils out, about a year for yes. people to... To reprocess their cell membranes to incorporate it. Dr.
2: Lanz in 1990 uh, did a great experiment showing the incorporation into the tissues and organs is as a percentage of what you're eating. Mm. So the cell membrane composition, even though it's genetically programmed so that we're not like an octopus or something, you know, we are a person or different from a chimpanzee. It is programmed, but it can vary. There's a latitude in there. Because of what we're eating. So if we're eating the wrong stuff, that will vary to be very sub-optimal. So if I'm eating 50% junk, meaning the oils. Carbs are horrible for different reasons. When I say junk, it's processed oils. Carbs are junk, but it's, just, it's not the oils. They don't make up a cell membrane. Remember, half fat, half protein. There's no structural carbohydrate in a cell membrane. There is some carbohydrates stuck in there, but it's not structural like the oils and the lipids are, so the oils and the protein. It's like your bone, your bone osteoporosis, the lipids, the PEOs, and protein has nothing to do with calcium. That's not osteoporosis. That's something else. So we're highly misled. But all the people taking uh, the oils, they fall, even in winter, flatten their face. They all heal. No cracked bones, no fractured bones. Um, You could help them with their muscles and ligaments, but they don't have a crack. And that's incredible. Uh, Surgeons around the world are just absolutely amazed with this. So it is all with what you're reading. And the goal is to be over 60 or 70% fully functional. So I tell everybody, take a supplement, you can get the oils in organic nuts, for example, like walnuts, organic meat has them, you know, beef, chicken, they're in there. But if you cook it a lot, and I like well done, so it ruins them. It's called denaturing a protein, or you're going to adulterate the oil and change its conformalness. And it's like cis and trans. It's chemistry you don't really need to know about, except If it's processed, it won't work right. It's ruined. It's like you can take anything and boil it to death. And it's, you know, you take an egg and boil it to death. It's a piece of rubber, right? Fry an egg. If you do it right, it's perfect. If you overcook it, it's ruined. And you're not getting it back. It's irreversible. So from a thermodynamic standpoint, it goes in one direction. I can't bring it back. Some things you can bring back, but that you can't. So it's a percentage of what you're eating. So you can eat some junk. You know, you can have 20, 30% junk as long as you have 70% good oils. That's why I can't recommend a supplement enough. And the oils that I like are seed oils. Flax seed is great for the omega-3, pumpkin seed, sunflower seed, evening primrose oil. It's great for GLA, which maximizes the PGE1 production, which is your number one anti-inflammatory. So also. For that, heart disease takes a hike. Because remember, 1981, Dr. Weiss, it's an MD, showed PGE1 reverses an existing clog. You see this nowhere. Again, statins don't do anything for this. By the way, a statin lowers cholesterol. What happens when you lower cholesterol? You lower the bad oils. Because remember, they're magnetized. They're esterified to the cholesterol. So if I have a chunk of bad oils here and I lower cholesterol, it's gone. But I've unfortunately lowered the good stuff, too. So that's not the answer. The answer isn't don't lower anything. The answer is just add more of the good stuff. Done. So cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, means absolutely nothing to me. I wrote a superb paper on it. If you look at my website, it's just brianpeskin.com. And if you look at the papers, it's called A New uh, View of Cholesterol or something. Just last year I did it, or I think the beginning of this year. And it's really, really good. It gives deep insight. And that's what I try and specialize in. I don't like regurgitating what everybody already knows because your time's too valuable. Instead of listening to this, you could be doing 100 other things. So I try and give you information with a big density of things you haven't heard before. You're not going to know if it's right or not in most of the cases. But what I expect your listeners to go is, gee, the guy talks real fast. He talks very confidently. And you know he's giving references textbook of medical physiology Stryer's biochemistry basic medical biochemistry you know that kind of stuff um i need to look at this up and i i need to take a look and if 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 half of what he's saying is right my goodness you know the improvements that can be made but that's why i encourage people to to read but cholesterol the number ldlc meaningless even people with huge numbers familiar hypo hyper trigly, you know, cholesterolemia, you know, I'm an engineer. I like short names like MIT. <laughs> the big names I don't memorize well. I understand it. Even with people with huge LDL cholesterol numbers, they're not dropping dead. I have two cats. They're obligated carnivores. All they do is eat meat and fat. How come they're not dropping over dead of a heart attack? Now, I've never seen anybody ask that. If fat was so bad for us, Why are the animals not dropping over They're obligate carnivores? Lion, tiger, any of them. That common house cat, though. You start feeding a house cat, carbs, you'll kill it. There's an epidemic of diabetes in cats now. Never mind the humans, because we've all put them on a high-carb diet. So carbs drive an insulin response. Then you're eating the adulterated non-functional oils. So you have the insulin resistance. So the way your body gets rid of the sugar from the carbs is insulin because you only have one teaspoon of sugar in the whole bloodstream. That's a 70 to 90 milligrams per deciliter. So if a diabetic pricks her finger and you read 70 to 90, it's seven tenths of a teaspoon. I figured that out one day. It took about 10 minutes and I couldn't believe it. There's less than a teaspoon of sugar in the entire bloodstream because we're told a high carb diet, 2,000 calories a day, every 20 calories is carbohydrate. That's 60 teaspoons of sugar in a system designed to keep one in it. But Brian, sugar's the body's preferred energy source. No, it isn't. Fatty acids are. Your own body fat is. Also, for the brain, ketones. So the ketogenic diet, absolutely correct. You don't have to go that far, though. But ketones, which are water-soluble fatty acids, that's the way they go into the brain, it is not sugar. We're forcing our brain to live on sugar, and that's why nobody can think straight anymore. That's why the kids just look, mm-hmm. Ugh. yeah, I mean, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. They have no focus whatsoever. And with the fats, you do. There's, there's just so much here. It's incredible how we've been misled.
1: Mm-hmm. Go ahead, David.
0: I'm listening to him talk about this, and I, was, I remember I was looking at some of uh, Dr. Paul Saladino's stuff, the carnivore D guy. And he's showing how a lot of these people that are adopting just doing carnivore type diet, they'll have a high LDL and their yes. coronary artery risk is like zero.
2: Well, remember, like, cholesterol transports the oils. So if I start eating more fats, LDLC is going to go up. Hmm. Over time, it typically goes down, but it doesn't matter, it is not regulated. So the first thing when I was looking at cholesterol is, okay, what's the body clamping at? What do you mean? Well, the body clamps blood sugar, 70 to 90 milligrams. The body clamps everybody's blood sugar to a tenth of a percent. Not one percent, one part in a hundred, one part in a thousand, one tenth of one percent. Sodium, potassium, calcium are all clamped at a certain percentage in the bloodstream. Cholesterol, there's no sensor. Well, that's a genetic defect, Ryan. In your damn dreams, it's a genetic defect. It's called a dependent variable. When everything else is set, you have to have one degree of freedom. This is from my training with engineering and mathematics and systems. And that's the cholesterol number. You're not going to vary it. So whether you eat a lot of fat and cholesterol or your body makes it, it's going to be what it is. Now, you can change it depending on what you eat. But the number doesn't matter. There's no good or bad. And in the old medical textbooks that I lived in, you never heard of bad cholesterol pre-1990. There was no such thing. There isn't any. Because it's ubiquitous. It's required for everything. It's the number one substance in your body is cholesterol. And textbook of medical physiology has 10 areas where you need lots of it. Critic- the whole bad was made up by pharma. Brilliant job. Took them a decade. Because even physicians that know my work, MDs, you know, the orthodox ones, they'll say bad cholesterol, and I'll look at them and start yelling at them. What the heck are you talking about bad? Well, Brian, you know I'm a regular doctor. I, you know, they try to apologize. But they're even brainwashed in it too. If it was so bad, should you bring it to zero? I've had... MDs have said that. There's some prominent guy, won't get his name because it's such an embarrassment. Yeah, there's no lower limit for LDLC. Well, if you brought it to zero, you'd be a worm and you'd be dead. So there is a lower limit. And if you go too low, your brain function won't work at all either. So they've done studies with this. People with the higher cholesterol levels, better brain function and longer life. So it's all in the structure. Again, typically, if your cholesterol goes up, the amount of oils attached to it goes up. And is it good oils or bad oils? Well, unless you know what we're talking about here, take it to the bank. It's bad oils. So that's the correlation, but they don't understand that it's not the cholesterol in and of itself, it's what it's attached to, and virtually no one knows this, although it's in the medical textbooks, obviously um, I don't just come up with this stuff; I have to learn it from somewhere, but I connect the dots, and that was just staggering when I saw that, and it's tied to everything, even the when, uh, the guys that won the Nobel Prize goldstein and uh the other fellow that shared Nobel Prize in the eighties. We're talking about this with the oils getting transported. But it went nowhere. I read their paper. They talked about it. And it was, my goodness, you got it. And then nothing. It's on to the next thing. So you may see people hitting a point here, hitting a point there, but they don't have it. They just don't have it. It's like when Einstein wrote Special Theory of Relativity, something called the Lorentz Transformation, which is how things shrink. He gave him no credit because he didn't think they sufficiently understood it. They just thought it was a mathematical thing that didn't mean anything. And he didn't even give them credit for it. So just because somebody has a little tidbit, you'll get all kinds of people with websites. I get comments every day from around the world. Ron, you see what this guy's saying about oils, how they're hazardous? I said, I always have one comment. I just cut and paste it. They missed one word, an adjective, adulterated, non-functional. Okay, two words adulterated oils are hazardous they're essential if you didn't get these you'd be dead so how can somebody say at efa you don't need 1920s they proved it was essential stop taking any omega-6 your skin will be like a walrus and the skin there will be on the same insides all of your organs are surrounded by epithelial tissue by the way that's a carcinoma um 90% of your organs are surrounded by skin inside, just like the inner wall of your artery. So I can't stress it enough that parent omega-6 is king. So it's never omega-3 and omega-6. It's always parent omega-6. Then you talk about the Mm omega-3. But it is just people need to get this information
1: can you Can you define we 're running a little bit out of time here, we' um, yeah. respect your time, um, but can you before you, before we finish up, can you talk a little bit more about maybe healthy carbohydrate? I know your co author dr Rowan is a, is a is a raw food vegan, so obviously he eats you know higher carbohydrate, but I think you 're not just referring to vegetables you might be referring to. Yeah, the refined carbs and things like
2: that. Sure. Sure. Once again, there's an adjective. It's called a glycemic carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. And what that means is a carb that raises the blood sugar level. Because what they'll tell you is, oh, you eat protein, that raises the sugar level too. Not glycemic. doesn't touch your bloodstream significantly. A fat is zero for your bloodstream. So everything is not equal. But all carbohydrates are sugar in disguise. So brown organic rice, bagels... Oatmeal, I don't care if it's organic, it goes right to sugar in the bloodstream. And then that's the insulin response. But to keep pounding your poor pancreas five times a day, because the more carbs you eat, the more you want. Bet you can't eat just one. So Dr. Rowan is eating a lot of salads. Now a salad is a carbohydrate, but it's mainly fiber and water. It's mainly water and a little fiber. For example, lettuce, 93% water. Most of the vegetables are water. So you can have a huge salad. That's what I tell people to eat, especially the diabetics. Big salad with a good dressing on it. But a lot of lettuce, cucumber, uh, again, all water. It's not going to raise your blood sugars. But any of the starches, he's raw food, so he doesn't cook anything. So if you don't cook it, you're in pretty good shape because that gets rid of all the grains. They're all carbohydrate. And there is no good carbohydrate. I'm not saying go to zero. You can't do it. Are they tasty if you add sugar in there? Sure. I like a small piece of cake. But after the oils, your cravings for carbs goes way down. I really want to tell people that. So it's a godsend to diabetics especially. The oils fulfill the appetite so you don't crave the carbs. And it's a big difference. So you can eat a pile of low-glycemic carbohydrates all day long. But if it's cooked like bread, bagels, pasta, rice so indians for example southern indians are the most diabetic population on the planet the northern indians are meat eaters no problem and dr Rowan went over to India and said brian you won't believe this they're all cooking with adulterated oils so they're eating the carbs on top of the carb they all have insulin resistance they're all type 1 diabetics now so it's tragic we're doing it to ourselves 24-hour diet talks specifically in depth about this the other horrible thing with a glycemic carb is Every ounce of carbohydrate, three ounces of water. So if you want to be bloated 24 hours a day, staying those pizzas, the cakes, the candy, the chips, the soda, you will be slugging water. I used to do this myself, I can speak from experience, you know, years ago. I'd have a pizza at 10 at night, go to sleep, of course, four o'clock in the morning, quarter water. You know, I can't stop drinking water and never knew why. It's a sponge. So carbohydrates have no nutrition whatsoever. They're non essential. There's no RDA for carbohydrates, and your body makes them. So again, if people really care about that, and they need to, if they don't want to be diabetic or if they want to lose weight, because all foods are not equal, you can live on a steak diet and not gain an ounce. You will lose weight. Big thing people don't know, 58% of a steak after it's cooked, is molecular water. 58% of that steak, molecular water. Out of the protein I 65% of it's burned up in its own digestion. It doesn't go to fat. A calorie is not a calorie. That is a heat engine analogy that's dead wrong. Professor Fick came up with this in like 1865. So here's a say to the orthodox medical profession. If they don't know something that was published in 1865 and are saying the exact wrong thing, God help us. 160 years out of date, and they still don't get it right. And this is why it's a big merry-go-round. Carbs are good today. 20 years from now, carbs are horrible. This is nothing new. You had the 60s. You had all kinds of diets, martinis and whipped cream. Calories don't count. Atkins came on, just stole other people's stuff. But you had all kinds of books done with this. None had the required science I wanted. That's why physicians asked me to write 24-hour diet. And it's very readable, but I give you all the quotes from the medical textbooks. You cannot create fat unless you eat carbohydrate. Not gonna happen. You need something called glycerol 3 phosphate. It's an enzyme, it can only come from ingested carbohydrate. It can't come from your own fat stores, because if that could happen, you'd have a vicious circle. And a vicious cycle and your body won't allow that. Nature isn't stupid. It's pretty brilliant. So I get into all of this and what you can do on a daily basis. Do I want to lose weight today, stay the same, or gain? Why the hell would I want to gain? Well, if I'm out of town lecturing, I'll eat some junk because that's about all you can do for entertainment is eating, right? So I know I'm going to eat some junk or you go out socially and you have to because everybody else is. And it's no big deal because I know how to dump it in the next day or two. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what the 24-hour diet gives you. So it's, it's, it, it, all the science is here. I get really upset with, we don't really know what to eat. Fine, you can put a man on the moon. You can have a quantum computer. You can have an iPhone. It's a computer in your hand. But I can't tell you what the heck to eat. You know how embarrassing that is to <laughs> anybody to even say that? Are you kidding me? Are you, it's trivial. It's standard physiology and biochemistry. And it's all in the books. Mm -hmm. All I do is quote basic medical biochemistry, Stryer's biochemistry, Harper's Illustrated biochemistry, textbook of medical physiology, and then, you know, journal articles too supporting. And by the way, because we're talking the COVID-19 thing, if you eat a high carb diet, 20 teaspoons of sugar, every teaspoon of sugar is 20 calories or five grams of carbohydrate. So if you eat 20 teaspoons, which is 400 calories of carbohydrate, You completely wipe out your white blood cells, your defense mechanism against anything for two hours, and it's highly impaired for five hours. So if you're Uh eating snacks, which is what everybody's doing if they're staying home. I'm in Houston. A lot of us are staying home. I'm not. What all they're doing is drinking and eating carbs and snack food. They're completely destroying their immune system. and going to death the darn thing. If you don't do that, you have no problem at all. It's a very weak virus, by the way. Um, Very weak. It's highly infectious, but it's like the common cold. How many people get it? Who cares? Did it kill you? No, it shouldn't kill you. You get the regular flu? How many people got it? Who cares? Did it kill you? Not many. I mean, it killed 60,000 people in America last year. But unless you're sick and have a compromised immune system to begin with, it's not going to kill you, nor should it. So these oils and minimizing the carbs are the biggest shield against getting any virus on the planet.
1: Such powerful information. Um, I want to make sure people get a chance to be able to check out more of your work. So brianpeskin.com, the PEO solution, 24-hour diet, uh, hidden, hidden Approach to Cancer, was it? Hidden Story of hidden Cancer. Hidden Story of Cancer, that, yeah. that
2: was a big one. Yeah. And,
1: uh, and that, I mean, it's, these, are, these are foundational chronic yeah. illnesses that so many people are facing. And so you need to get your hands on this information. No one
2: should be getting cancer. No one. No. And we didn't used to. It is another created disease and it's all tied to the adult oils. And it's proven in the hidden story of cancer. You would not believe the references in there. It took me four years to write it. Um, Forty hours a week. is all I did. Wow.
1: Well, Brian, and you are—you're an absolute lived in the library. I, I bet you. <laughs> you can tell you lived in the library. I mean, the, the <laughs> amount of, like you said, the, the amount of information that you have to share, and you're, you've absolutely transformed the way I look at uh, physiology and cell membrane health. Uh, so I'm I'm so grateful good. to to everything that you, you know, you were forced into a position to 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 take this information in your own hands, and now that you're sharing it, and it's such a important way for for us physicians, but also our patients. So very very grateful to you, My David?
0: Thank you, Professor. It's incredible. And you said so many things today that needed to be said, so thank you so much for that. Because so many people need to hear your message, so I appreciate you, man. Thank you for what you're doing. Definitely a world changer. And uh, my hat's off to you, man. Keep going, brother.
2: Thank you for having me. My pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to The Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.